Hey guys, it's producer Ross here and welcome back to another edition of Ross Meets, the series where I catch up with former town players to talk about their careers from the ups to the downs and everything in between. And here we are, the 13th instalment, yeah, I like that word, of the series so far. And here we go, another episode. Hope you're going to enjoy it, guys. Uh, I want to say a big thanks to everybody who has listened to the previous episode. It's been a pleasure to bring you these and I'm going to try not to ramble as I normally do I always ramble on these intros and I'm going to stop doing that I want to get stuck in this episode I'm going to introduce the guest and we're going to play that play button and I hope you guys enjoy it so here we are today I'm joined by former town forward Alex Matty it was a pleasure to speak to Alex about his time at Portland Road and his career as a whole he spoke about many different things during his career and what he's up to now so let's play that play button hope you guys enjoy it and let's go so Alex, yeah, you where, where where did it all begin for you? Where you know, did you always want to play football? You know, of course, you grew up in, in Scotland. You know where you're from. Um, was football always? Um, I, to be fair, football was all about. With me, I just liked going out and playing yeah. in the garden. Not as so much in the garden. I've, I actually played with my mates out and filmed uh, out in the pitch just after school. Up, during school, do you know what I mean? Playtime, I was always had a ball with me, I was always kicking it about and stuff like that. Um, and then, basically, what happened was my... Uh, I was playing... I, I went to a boys' brigade uh, and the BBs and they started the team up and I started... To, I never played a game or anything like that. We always just walked about on the pitch and I played in a game. I played up front, sort of thing, like, to, to wing, as a winger. And... Uh, we were winning games and I was going about 12, 15 goals in a game. Wow. Um, and somebody said to my dad one day in the pub, he said, have you seen your boy play? Cause dad didn't know. Do you know what I mean? Didn't yeah. come watch me. He said, you seen your boy play football? He's, he's kind of special. You know what I mean? You better go and watch him. So after that, my dad came by. He never told me he was coming to watch him. He was in the top of the, the hill and watched him. That um, when when did you say you want to sort of take it seriously in terms of you know joining an academy? Well, we never had academies in those days. Yeah. What what happened was um, I I was going uh, <coughs> a lot of schools. I went signed uh, for a football club. I was playing for the boys' brigade, and then uh, I Doc, who was just one of the top juvenile sides at the t- at the time, uh, came and. Basically, looked at me and said, Listen, the kind of spoke to my dad when I watched me in the plane for the boys' brigade and said, Do we want to come and play Sunday football? You know what I mean, as well, and sign up with them. So I signed for them at under 12. I was tiny, I was, I was really yeah. small compared to everybody else. I, was, I never started going until I was 15. Um, I was really tiny, but I was quick and I could go about it and I could dribble. I have no fear. Yeah. I would just dribble and put the ball in the back of net. Um, so they they signed me up and then I started scoring goals regular. I mean, I scored loads of goals. I think I scored 105 goals once my first season. Jeez, wow. um, yeah, so I think it was the first time I'd ever really done it. Geared up. Uh, it's a team that Gary Gillespie came from as well. They were always they were always producing uh, professional footballers, Gary Gillespie, and that for the local area and stuff like that. So. Uh, so yeah, so I signed for them, and then after that, a lot of scouts came round. Right, I asked the lot. Rangers, Celtic, uh, they're all coming. Aberdeen, first club tackle training was Aberdeen. Okay. Um, and we started going training with the down uh, Helen Vale Park, where it was an Astor on a Tuesday night. We used to go, we'd get picked up by the scout and he would take us down there and we would uh, train. So I was doing that for about a year with Aberdeen, uh, but we never played a game. And, uh, and I was never a trainer as, as such. I was never one of the ones that could could do keep the ball up or keep you up and stuff yeah. it was all sort of natural for me even to this day if somebody says it's when I was coaching like kids and that they show me a tongue and I went well oh. <laughs> like, like I cried for this and I was like oh I don't do them you know what I mean I said stand up against me behind me and try and mark me and then I'll turn it yeah. you know what I mean yeah. I could turn I could turn really quick you know what I mean if the ball was like a guy behind me and I would just shake my 
Tak kau wan main ni golawe, tu lah So I couldn't teach that, um, and I, it was just one of these things that was natural to me. I couldn't keep the ball up more than twenty times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like some kids can do and do tricks and all that. I was never that type of player. I was one of the, one of the players off the cuff. It was coming to me, and I would just get the ball. And I would just run and keep going until I scored the goal, basically. Um, and I didn't know. So, um, you know, you, you progressed, you know, turned professional with Celtic, you went on to play, you know, a few times for them and under Billy McNeil, you know, what was Billy like? Billy was brilliant. Billy was brilliant. He was a character. It was great. I had great times at Celtic. It was, a, it was a nice to leave at the time um, when, I, when it came to, to move on. Uh, but I, I grew up there, you know what I mean, with all the stars and a good relationship with them. I've been, as I say, I've been 13 as an F schoolboy for him. Yeah. Uh, I never get too con the ground stuff as it was called at the time. I never get too con, but I kept I kept company training. Even I, I signed a part time for him. I was only about twenty five pound a week, and I went two nights a week to train. <laughs> uh, so I got twenty five pound a week, and then I went to uh, I kept going every, every morning because my mate was Stuart Bamers. He signed. He was in the ground staff. I used to be a man, and I used to train with everybody. But and then they put me on. They actually put me on the ground staff as well. So because I, I showed eagerness to to do well, you know what I mean? Um, so that was that. And I signed pro at 16. I think it was £300 a week I got my first contract with Celtic. How, how was and it? Cast, and a real cast to get us back involved. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, did, you, did you know at one stage where you thought you weren't going to break through at Celtic? I know you, of course, played a few times for them and played at Celtic Park and stuff, but... Was I, there... I, I, think, I, th- I think my days was number when they signed with Joe, with Joe Miller. Yeah. So I actually went there on to play with at Dungeon United. Okay. Um, but I didn't really think we because I was one of the played right hand side at the time for uh, Celtic uh, as a winger. But I won everything with Celtic. I was I was outstanding in the reserves every week. I was scoring goals left, right, centre, setting goals up. Uh, but I just didn't. Uh, the same with Joe and the Celtic at that time. I won everything, and it was one of these one of these times and. I played enough times, but probably not enough. Yeah. Uh, probably not. Probably never done as well as what I thought I could do. Never probably didn't believe in my own ability at that time. Um, but even though I was playing the reserves, 
But um, yeah, and then and it came, it came the stage when Brady took over. After I thought the club was going the wrong direction, and I came twenty-two, and I wasn't going to get a chance. And I just said, oh, I'm going to take a step down mm-hmm. to uh, to see how good I am actually, mm-hmm. and then take it from there. Uh, so I went to Morton Green at Morton Bay, Alan McGraw, who's fantastic. Um, had a brief load about Port Vale that was probably your first sort of stint away from maybe home yeah well, what happened with that one was because I'd, uh, Newcastle had come in to sign, sign me uh, but what happened was Keegan said they wanted too much money and I went in the Alan McGraw and said basically you need to let me go I want to go I want to leave yeah. uh, so he says well I'm coming for the alone. do you want to go down there so I went down there for three months but I never played um, I played the off game, Burnley Sleeve went at the same time, so I was in digs with Burnley, yeah. uh, who I got to know really well. Um, and then uh, after that, I just came back up to Morton, and then in the summer, uh, Keegan came in for me. How was how that, you know, Kevin Keegan, a player of his stature now, of course, manager of Newcastle, what was that like? Well, it was quite amazing, actually, because I was like... It, it, I'd actually been, uh, <laughs> we'd actually been on a, a, a long weekend on the night out, yeah. uh, me and Jim Tomley and stuff like that, so we'd been away, we'd been a golf day and stuff yeah. like that, so we got kind of pissed, <laughs> and we were supposed to be playing a, a pre-freezing friendly on the Tuesday, uh, and Alan McGraw rang me up and says, yeah, right, you're not playing, and these Germans, you're not playing, come and see me on Monday, so we went in and seen them on Monday, so um, we went in and seen them on Monday. And Monday night at training, he says, right, he got Jim and gave Jim a, 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 a hammer and all that, because he was a senior player at the time. Um, and then uh, he got me in and he says, right, you're not playing tomorrow. He says, but that's not because of what you've, what's happened. He, he says, you've got a hamstring injury. I went, oh, I said, where's that come from? He says, he says, oh. he says you're not playing tomorrow. Cause so the press didn't come to him. He says, Newcastle's came back in for you, know, accepting an offer. Um, I'll let you know what's going on uh, the next couple of days they'll be in touch once it's all been concluded he says uh, they'll ring me up and then she'll down and sort it out I went oh that's fantastic so I was uh, delighted you know what I mean so I'll be waiting by the phone forever for like two days and wait I'll ring the phone ring ring checking the phone line making sure the line was on right and, and then finally they uh, came in for me to make your way down so my father-in-law at the time took me down um, to sign on you um of course I've I've watched back your debut goal against Sheffield Wednesday that was one hell of a hell of a goal can you uh, bring uh, any memories from that to be fair when he, when he signed me Keegan he says, he says listen I'm not I'm not looking for you as a first team player just now mm-hmm. he says you would take a leave out of Justin he says and he says that's that's not a plan. Plans for you, you, but then the next season, I'd like to see you pushing for a uh, maybe a, a place in the squad, sort of thing. Um, they'd just been promoted to the Premiership at the time, and uh, I went all right, they're fine. So, so uh, yeah, I got like that. But then I started to we played pre-season friendlies and stuff like that. I was scoring, I was scoring regulars, you know what I mean? Yeah. Scoring goals, and, and he says, yeah, so he kept me in the squad, and then. I was scoring it all the time, you know what I mean? He was putting me on sub, Andy Cole and Peter Beers, but I thought he was putting me on. I, was played, I played in one game against Goul. I think I scored six. We won 9-0. Yeah. Um, and then after that, the, the, the senior players were waving about me and stuff like that. He said, well, you've, got to, you've got to be in the squad. You can't keep no scoring goals. So he gave me the chance and I was on the bench. Although I was on the bench, I never really got on. Yeah. Um, and then I finally got on to get against Sheffield Wednesday. And he used to say to me, you make the runs that uh, defenders hate people the runs you're making. Because the run I actually made, it was the run that made the goal, not actually the, the, the actual, the actual um, 
connection with the ball. It was the one that took the feathers. It was a great ball for Malcolm Allen. But Malcolm had been playing with me in the reserves and stuff like that and pre-season friendlies. So he knew the runs that I made. So I ran to the halfway line and I just ran by the fence and he just played a delightful ball. And it's, to be fair, I just, I just slid in and, and it came out. It's, it's not the best connection in the world, but it came off sort of my, my shin and my ankle at the same time. But I knew what I wanted to do. I knew I was just trying to, try to lift it over the goalkeeper and it, and it worked out well, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, but then you can ask for a better debut. I think I had a hand in the other two goals as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a, a great debut. I've always been a member for that, but I still remember for that for the Newcastle fans. Yeah, I've, you know, when I was doing some research on, on your career and you know, that came up for the Newcastle fans, a lot of Newcastle fans were saying about that goal and some people going, you know, while well, we signed someone from Greenock Morton and, um, you know, well, you, you showed what you're all about and, of course, scoring that great goal, you know, what was your, you know, plan at Newcastle? Were you hoping to break into the first team? Of course, you had Andy Cole there and Peter Beardsley and stuff, but, you know, you were in the well, Premier League. I was League on and... the bench after that. I was always yeah. on the bench. It was interesting because I never, I never, I never played another game I never got on the pitch again until uh, Southampton away down there, and that was a sky match again. Yeah. Uh, and they were getting beat two one, or it was one each or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, I think it was two one at the time. And I came up, I came on the sub, and I done that twist and turn out in the wing for a throw, and, yeah. and I crossed it in and Colby put a great cross in and Colby scored, uh, and made it, I think it made it two each. And and then Latavia scored a wonder a wonder goal free kick. I think it was a beat four two. Mm-hmm. But he went absolutely ballistic in the dressing room afterwards and he was it I was the only one that uh out. He says he he just he just went on he won he he he's come on the pitch again and what he's wearing all this money and all this and blah 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 and he's come on, he just went out there and showed an attitude and a desire to go and change the game and he did it again and then you just go and let him down again. See, so he doesn't deserve the criticism that I'm giving you today. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> but yeah, so my, my time at yeah, Newcastle was great. I got frustrated near the end because Coley got signed, to New, signed for uh, Man United and I thought I might get a run of games and a change, but they signed Paul Kitson yeah. at the time uh, for a record fee from Derby. And then I think it was after that it was uh, time for me to leave. Um, and Sunderland came in for me, but he wouldn't sell me Sunderland. He said, yeah, "I'm not selling you there. Yeah. I'm not selling you Sunderland." And then George came in, um, and I can always remember we played Newcastle in, uh, in the league. A couple of games, it must be four, four, five games in. Um, I, well, I played with Chappie up front on my debut mm. um, against uh, Southampton. It was again, and. Uh, I scored on my debut and Chappie scored on his debut in 2-1. I think that's the first game we'd won the Premiership for about yeah. 15 at the time. Um, but we, we didn't do enough to stay up. But we played Newcastle one of the last games, one of the fourth games for the end of the season. And I can always remember uh, Keegan coming off the pitch and saying to me in the tunnel, uh, I felt you too cheap when I played. So I learned that too for me. How, um, how did it sort of the move to which was come about? Was it because you... You know, impressed against town before, or was it something in, in the makings no, for a while? George knew me from a time with Morton okay, when yeah. he was the manager at Ayr. Yeah, of course. Um, so that's what he's saying. And the good thing about at that time, although he was rebuilding, because George had just been cold, hadn't he? Yeah. And he was rebuilding at the time. They were going down anyway, at yeah. the time, but he was rebuilding. And he, he sort of built the team round the way I played and yeah. the way. The, the, we played with Marcy up front, long ball and stuff like that, and Chappie, tall man, little man, you know what I mean? Yeah. Full backs pushing on. Um, and we were down in a championship, and we, 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 I did a good season. I think I mean, Marcy scored 19 goals in the first season. You did, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and we played Nangle Italian Cup and stuff like that as well. Yeah. Um, but after, the year after that, I started having problems with my shoulders and my shoulders keep popping out I think I don't know if it was during that season or the season after they started to pop out I think one of them went six times only went seven kept dislocating so yeah so I had a lot better issues with him I just want to quickly go back to you know the Premier League I want to you probably don't want to talk about it but the 9-0 defeat against May United you know what was what's your memories from that that terrible day yeah it was it was it was just 
at the height at the time, weren't there? We, yeah. we were all struggling. We were off. It was a team. It was just building the team, and uh, it was just one of the games. I mean, to be fair, I had a chance early, early doors against Michael. I've turned in the box and I put one near post. Probably should have went across him, but uh, and he saved it in the near post. But I think that was only probably the only touch of the ball I had on. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, there's a lot of uh, things going on in the dressing room afterwards that kicked off and a lot of people arguing with each other and kicking off and saying that George has a few things to say, but at the end of the day, they were just super. Cole was just amazing that day. It was everything he touched just come to go. It was just amazing. Of course, you know, he's your team, former team out of Newcastle. Did he say much to you after the game about, you know... He just, he just had a laugh at us, well. He just yeah. keep the chin up, keep playing. You're doing well, keep it up. That was it. From, you know from, I mean? yeah. from that defeat, did you think we're definitely going down now, definitely after that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I knew what, to be fair, I mean, we had a glimmer of hope and stuff like that if when we were when we beat Southampton. I was, you know, and I could stay up, like, we could start doing that. Like, but it was never going to happen, I think. When I signed, we were 13 points adrift yeah. um, at that time. And there was no way we were going to manage it. But the games we had left to play and the teams we had left to play. Then, um, as, you, as you mentioned, you know, next season we're in the Championship. You're a joint top goal scorer of Ian. How was, how was Marshy, you know, play, play alongside him? Yeah, Marshy was a good player. Uh, Marshy didn't really get the credit for what he actually did at times. You know what I mean? He was so good in the air. Marcy, he really was. He just hung up there and he was strong and powerful. And he had pace as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't talk about Marcy at the time, he had a lot of niggling injuries. He was great to play with. We had a little bit of a... We used to wind each other up, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, but yeah, we, we were a good partnership. He used to keep always more, uh, more than that. He set all my goals up. And, and to be fair, he, he set a lot of them up, you know what I mean? With slick-ons. But then they, they had to be there at the end of them. I had to read these slick-ons. You can never tell where it's here, where they were going, but you just have to read them. But we had a good, we see me gel right from the word go uh, on the pitch, which was uh, which was great. Yeah. And I, I was used to playing with uh, a big a big lad or something yeah. who was good in the air at Morton. Um, so, but that, that worked well for me because I was used to reading flick on, say, Reverend Alexander uh, at Morton. So, it, it, it said being good stead, to be fair. Out of the players, you know, you when you came in, who sort of helped you embed into the squad and stuff. I know, of course, at the time we were struggling, but which players did you sort of get along with straight away from the off? Uh, um, obviously, my roommate Simon Milton. I got on really well with Simon. Yeah. George Williams was turned out to be my best mate, and uh, down there, uh, switch. Yeah. I still get in contact with him now. I still get in contact with Milton. Yeah, cool. um, Mickey, I mean, the fullbacks we had at the time was great with Mickey Stockwell and do you know what I mean, Gus, uh, Gus and do you know what I mean? Yeah. They do just bomb forward and, and George's style of play was great, you know what I mean? Mm. He just bring backs and any any feet up front, balls round the box into my feet, or balls slip down the channel, which suited me. Um, and it was uh, it was it was the times although we never we always just missed out on the playoffs and stuff like that. We had some good teams down there at the time. Uh, they were always going to be there and about a lot more money mm-hmm. uh, that pushed us out. But yeah, we, we we never just balls got near enough the playoffs or in the playoffs, uh, but we never really got the, the actual back in the Premiership and that was the that pitch was, which I thought we were a better team than what we, we actually got credit for. Yeah. I want to I want to bring up one hat trick before the the famous hat trick, but you um, of course scored a hat trick against Sunderland. That must have been a a nice feeling to score your that was, I think your first hat trick in. Professional football, hopefully I got that right. I don't know if you did it at Morton. Yeah, I, I, I scored a few. I scored a few for Morton. Yeah, uh, and that, I scored a few in Newcastle, but not in the actual for the first team at Newcastle. Yeah. But but at Morton, I scored about three or four. I think I scored four okay. at Morton. Oh wow! But um, yeah, but it was funny because Brace, Paul Brace, Paul Brace, only just took over as manager at Sunderland, yeah. and he'd been the manager at Sunderland then. Uh, who I played with Newcastle, obviously. Yeah. Um, so, but they absolutely battered us that day. <laughs> they absolutely battered us. And they were, they were high flying, and I, I had three touches of the ball. Uh, I scored, well, I, I had no touches in that, but I had three attempts in goal. And yeah. I, I, I remember scoring a left foot strike, a left or a right foot strike, from outside the box, just along the, the deck, and it just flew in. 
Um, and I scored a volley of flick on to Marcy, I think. Um, yeah, so, yeah, they were, that was a good hat trick, that. That was a good hat trick. Yeah. Um, my yeah. next door neighbour actually came down from Newcastle that day. Yeah. Um, because he, he was a Sunderland supporter, so I got him tickets. So they were sitting in the stand. But he was delighted. Yeah. He was a big Sunderland supporter. But, um, yeah, beat him 3 0 that day. Yeah. Was, uh, yeah, it was three good goals that day. Yeah. You, um, you, as you mentioned, you, you know that season we missed out on the playoffs. We didn't actually get into the playoffs that season. You know, yeah. what, what do you think was missing that season? You know, of course that was the first season back in the second tier. Do you think it was just a, a rebuild season, just to like, you know, if we get in the playoffs, that'll be a result? But yeah, I think it was. I think I think we finished eighth that season. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. I think we just missed out. Uh, I think because we were relegated that season. I think that might have been down to injuries. Um, but, uh, yeah, we, we should have done better that season. I thought we should have maybe got the playoffs, but yeah. it's just one of these things. As you said, injuries, you know, next the next season for you, you, of course, had a few injuries. How did that sort of affect you, you know, as a... You know, you, yeah, it was, it was annoying that, that season because um, I was... Um, that is the same as my shoulders. I, I wasn't really bothered with anything else. Mm-hmm. I never had any problems with legs or that as such. It was more of my shoulders that... Took me, finally took me out of the game for about a year um, but it wasn't that season and then I was in and out then then um, the next season I think the 1997-98 season I'm going to first go on to your goal against May United that must have been a, a nice feeling in that game that's a 2-0 win Tariko scored the other goal I think um, yeah they did actually they, they actually beat Man United that season and they beat Man City the week after yeah. in the FA Cup yeah. and me and Tariko scored both, both times I think yeah I think they um, Tariko is one of those where he was sort of a make weight for like Adrian Paz. I don't know if you played with Adrian or not. Adrian was there, yeah. yeah. Adrian Paz was there, make way, makeshift in the deal for Paz, but Mauricio was a much better player. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's get into the the biggest talker point um, of your Richard's career, of course, the, the famous hat trick and the destruction derby against Norwich. You, of course, you've been probably asked this so many times during your, your career and you know, even now, you know, you st- you're still getting mentioned for it. But what's your first, you know, thoughts and memories from that from that day, first half hat trick against against Norwich? Yeah, it was it was quite surreal, really. The, yeah. the, the, the first goal was just uh, it was quite surreal because um, we'd been working on it in training. We we uh, in Hamilton, was it John Hamilton, Brian Hamilton? Yeah, because uh, he came in to help George. Um, and uh, we were working on this crossover, uh, a throw-in. And uh, all the time, and to be fair, it didn't work that very well. We, we, we said we'd try it, so we tried it. And to be fair, it worked a treat. And yeah. I, I could not have connected with that ball better than what I'd ever did. And I just flew in the back of the net. We had a lovely crossover. The ball was tied nicely. Uh, just The space just opened up. And I was only going to do one thing. I was just a right-foot volley. And they just flew by the uh, Marshall and the goals. Um, it's a great strike and it's well worked. And that's why I celebrated and I pointed to Stan when I scored because uh, I was probably not to dry it out because we'd, we'd worked on it and it came off. What's your, what's your favourite? Was that your favourite of the, the three? I actually like the second one. The second yeah. one where I've ran through through the halfway line. Yeah. Uh, the first one's a great strike going wrong, but the second one was a better finish mm-hmm. because I had a lot of time in my hands. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had a lot of time to think of. I ran off, beat off offside trap, and I'm running through. I'm just going to goalkeeper to beat, so I had to try and dummy the goalkeeper and make him go down a little bit earlier and adjust himself so and then get it in. So I think 
because I had more time in my hands, the other one, the first one I could have won anywhere, but I connected my brain was one in. The second one, I had to be precise in what I was doing with. So I had to dummy the goalkeeper and then bend it into the bottom, bottom right-hand corner. Um, so that, yeah, I think that was probably the better finish out of the two for them as a, as a striker. What's your so memory? What like better? Yeah. What's your what's your memories from uh, you know after the game you know well, at half time of course you of course you got subbed off I think not long after. Yeah, well, it was half time and I, I wanted to continue but my calf my calf was tightening up a little yeah. bit and the physio on the time they said this is what it's like up it's like brick yeah. keep it moving I said oh, I want to go back on obviously you scored three goals you want to go back on yeah. uh, and the gaffer was saying listen that oh, game Tuesday night the game's gone go back on the game's gone it's done so they brought on a, they brought on a player that. Wasn't as good as me, uh, Bobby Better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Bobby, he was absolutely technically gifted. Yeah. What a gifted player that lad was. Yeah. And he pasted one. And he went on to play for Celtic Castles. But uh, as a gifted footballer, he had everything, Bobby. He really did. Um, so, yeah, he, he came on and he scored two. Yeah. So, yeah, but I can remember coming off at half time. I think that was it. It was just amazing. I was standing watching the game. It was just. I was um I was very young. I was only I'm sorry to bring your age here. I was only two when that happened, but um I'm sure yeah, <laughs> um, I'm sure the the coverage from that game must have been mad for you. You know, I'm sure you had to speak to loads of reporters and loads of just everything was bombarding you. You know, scoring a hat trick in a in a derby of any sorts is is massive. You know, what's your memories of all that afterwards? Yeah, just, just amazing afterwards. As I say, I still get talked about about it today. Yeah. Um, and it's great. I never get tired of talking about it because it's, it's, it's probably a highlight of my career. You know what I mean? Down at Ipswich, um, and always scored against a hat trick against someone, but we scored against Norwich. was just amazing at the time. Um, you always remember that and the, the fans. I've got. Uh, it was just uh, all, all the memories. I mean, like, people buying me drinks and that for <laughs> forever. You know what I mean on that. Uh, but yeah, it was. It was a great occasion. I was, I was, I was a great for the team at the time because I'd never a good record against Norwich. Mm-hmm. I was just, um, I've got your stats up here from sort of that period. Um, you know, you already scored twice before then against Man City and Huddersfield. Then you scored a hat trick. Then, then I think you scored in that five-two win against Oxford on the Tuesday yeah. night. So, you know, six goals in I think five games there. That's not not a bad yeah. little run there. Yeah, it was actually. Yeah, I mean, my, I was never prolific. I was never prolific, yeah. but. Just kept me on the team because if I wasn't scoring, Marcy was scoring. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and we were, we're always setting things up. I mean, I, I think I contributed to the team without scoring. I, th- I mean, there was one season I think I went 19 games without scoring a goal. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Everybody was saying, "Well, Marcy's not scoring." But I was still getting in there. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And it was just a case. Once I got one, it was just a case they were going to keep going. Uh, and they always went on a bit of a roll. But um, I think my ratio was a bit one. Yeah, just shortly one in three, I think it is. Yeah. One in three games. Well, that that season, uh, you scored sixteen in forty-five games, so not a bad, yeah. not a bad record, really. Of course, we missed out in the playoffs. That was the the first year we got back in the playoffs, and of course, we went on yeah. to have like a sort of run in the playoffs where we lost on on the way goals. What's your memories yeah. of you know going to Valley? We won, we lost one nil at home at Portland Road, and then going to the Valley, we needed to, of course, win. Yeah, to be fair, I didn't think I did myself justice in, in both these games. I think the occasion got to me, especially the one at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think the occasion got to me. Uh, the the second game, I didn't think I produced and I, I was really upset about that uh, that game because there's some things as a player you come off and say, well, I did all right, I played quite mm-hmm. well, do you know what I mean? But we never won. But there's games you come off and you get frustrated because you don't think you'd done enough not because you didn't you weren't trying or you weren't doing it things just didn't happen for me on, on the playoff games um, so th- that was frustrating for me because um, I, I, I thought I was going to get we never got got to the uh, the, the final do you know what I mean yeah. um, and, I, and I, can't, I can't put my finger on I still to this day can't put my finger on the day what went wrong on the, on the days on my performance on, on, on those occasions I, don't, I think the occasion, sometimes the occasion just got the better of me. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I still can't. That game still passes me by. I think the game just passes me by both games, I think. Yeah. 
in terms of you know the players who were sort of part of that that season. You know, Kira Dyer was breaking through, and you know James Scowcroft as well, and Richard Wright in goal. You know these you know young players, you know homegrown players. You know how how good were they? Very good, very yeah. good. Reggie was a great goalkeeper, great, great, uh, great trainer, great trainer. He, he, he just loved being on the training field, working hard. He always wanted to be better. He felt Kieran was the same. Kieran had so much natural ability. Yeah. Kieran could do any tricks, anything he wanted with the ball. Could have done anything from it, and his pace was just phenomenal. You know what I mean? He was he deserved, he deserved to play for England a lot more than he did, but again, he got subbed up with injury, a lot of injuries throughout yeah. uh, his career as well, which is a shame because he's a great, great lad as well. You know, in the score, score was so underrated. Yeah. Uh, James Goldcroft. I mean, I played at Forest uh, played with score up front and. He, he, he was such a lovely lad, you know what I mean? Uh, he really was. He had all the ability in the world and he had a good career. They all had good careers, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, they were fantastic. Fantastic to play with. Um, then following season, you, you were still here, but then you went on to join Dundee. Did you just feel your time was sort of up at the club? You know, of course, David Johnson was signed and some other players were signed. Did you, you know, did you just feel... To be fair, when I look back, I wish it never happened. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I wish it never happened. Yeah. I wish it stayed and maybe stayed down in England. But at the time, that was the, my, my wife at the time was, she was be ideal to go back to Scotland and stuff like that and settle. And I knew the, I knew the assistant manager at the time, John Blackley, because um, he lived up the street for me. And I, I didn't really look into it as much as what I should have done. Yeah. Um, and I should have known when uh, the manager goes to me and says, uh, when, it, when the team sheet was in, when the first game he played me right wing back, and I was like, what? <laughs> I said, he's going to play. But, uh, yeah, and, and, and it wasn't all, uh, it wasn't all post or anything like that. I, just, I think I went in a struggling team at the time and it didn't suit the way I played, yeah. the way he wanted to play. Um, all the moves that I've ever done, that was the one move that's probably that's put a bit of taste in my mouth. Um, I wish I'd thought about it more and, and looked into that little bit of the background of the, yeah. the club itself and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd done it and I'd moved and I wish I hadn't at the time. Yeah. I, I realised I'd done something wrong after the first month I was there. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, that, that these things happen, um, and you move on. And it wasn't all great for me. My heart wasn't in it at the end of it because yeah. uh, of the way I was playing and stuff. Uh, I, I was in my heart and my sleeve really more than anything else. Uh, so I, I just got a little bit down over that move. Did you Did you enjoy living in in Suffolk? Where did you sort of live um, during your few years here? I lived. I lived basically down. Uh, oh, which, you know, uh, where players used to live. You know, down Ballyfees. I would get it, and that was now. Yeah. Uh, Jim McGill and that lives around that corner for them. I love them there. Um, just up down, down the golf, where the golf pub is down that corner. Down the speedway is yeah. in that area. Yeah. Can't remember that corner. Yeah. Did, you, did, you, I, did, did you enjoy living in Suffolk? You know, of course, there's a big, big change I, I, for you. I love Suffolk. Yeah. I love Suffolk. I love everything about it. I love, I love the fans. I love everything about it, which I really yeah. do. And I still do. Um, and I still look at them and hopefully do well. Um, and I still, as I say, it's, 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 uh, I don't like to see where they are, sort of where, mm-hmm. they, where they are. I hope they get back soon because the club is, is such, the, the fans are so passionate yeah. uh, about what they do. So it's, it's sad to see them where they are, but yeah. I'm sure they'll come round again at some stage. Yeah. Well, um, we'll go into your, you know, your BBC Radio Suffolk stuff in a bit. Um, but I just want to quickly just go, you know, as you said, Dundee was a movie you were you sort of you're disappointed about, but you know, you played, I brought up like a former town player as well. Justin, J- Jason DeVos was playing there as well. Can you remember playing with him? Yeah, I can remember playing with Jason. I remember playing with Jason. Yeah. Uh, United. He was a captain at the time. He was a captain and the I mean, me and Jason didn't see eye to eye. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we didn't, you know, players you go on with, players you don't go on with. Uh, he, he wasn't my cup of tea, but yeah. you know what I mean. But he, he came went on to be a good player for us. You know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. Um, but I would have loved to have played against him if you put it that way. Yeah. 
because you saw you get your But if you put the ball in front of him, he'd come and head up. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. He, again, he was just committed, wasn't he? Yeah. But as a centre, I thought we're playing against a centre-half. I would have loved to have played him against him. Yeah. Then um, during your time at Dundee, you had a loan spell at Preston under David Moyes, I think. Yeah, I was hoping that was going to kickstart my career and it yeah. did start really well. We, we, we scored a couple against Sheffield United, knocked them out of the cup, we were in cup. We'd scored a few, I've scored in my debut there as well. Um, so yeah, it, it all went well when I started to get problems with my hamstrings and stuff like that, at that time, back problems and stuff. Um, and it, again, they wanted to sign me and I was planning on signing for them at the end of the three months, but then all of a sudden they wanted to get Do you, do you regret doing that at the time or do you think it was just that you know you had injuries and you just thought it was well, right? I always said that I would once I stopped enjoying it I would pack in. Yeah. And I stopped enjoying it. I stopped enjoying playing. Uh, it became a bit of a chore for me and, uh, and it was just that I just stopped playing. Uh, I decided to take a little chance in management. Done a little bit of management up in the north northeast, Spending Moor and uh, West Auckland um, and Pickering, um, which I enjoyed yeah. for the spell, but um, again, it was just fighting budgets. It was it was more hassle than it was worth really. So I just you just wanted to just step your yeah. toes into it at first, and just to see, and then you know yeah. go from there. In turn, when you were sort of sort of when you retired, you know, did you then have to sort of find you know a horrible way to say a normal job? Yeah, I did actually. I did. Because I went to the games on, I was surviving through that, mm-hmm. doing the, uh, I got my patient at 35 and stuff. Yeah. So I, I decided I need to do something. Um, so I went and I applied for a job at Royal Mail as a postman. Um, and I got a part-time uh, contract as a postman, 30 hours a week, mm-hmm. uh, which was good. I liked the idea of finishing in the afternoon, you know what I mean? Yeah. Going in the morning, doing the job and finishing in the afternoon. So I did that and then... I'd split up with my wife at the time, and then I moved to Weatherby. Um, I was all amateur, we just grew apart, you know, I mean, different things at the time. And uh, I moved to Weatherby, and then I I got a job at Weatherby Post Office, uh, Royal Mail. And I met Tim Boomer, who's a Newcastle fan, and he took me back. He moved to York, so I went back to York and became a a deputy manager there. And then uh, I moved on. I moved on to Darfur, where I've been for the last seven years as the, the person in charge, the manager at Darfur, and uh, doing managing 73 staff. So it's been, yeah, it's been great. I enjoy my job. My job's good. Um, it's ideal. Uh, I love it. It's a lot of pressure and stuff like that at times, but it's, it's, uh, it's nothing like the pressure you had when you were playing football. Do you, do you speak to you know your colleagues about your playing days or they ever bring it up to you? Yeah, I, mean, I keep telling them I'm living the dream now, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, they felt very good on that and they felt on a laugh about it and stuff. But uh, yeah, they, they just asked, what do you think of that? And what do you think of that? Just, just their opinions on the game and we have a bit crack about Leeds and, yeah. and Ipswich and stuff like that. So yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all good. Uh, work, quite well thought of in my job, which is good. Considering I'd, all I knew was football. I mean, it was funny when my first my first uh, meeting, my laptop. I didn't even know how to switch on. <laughs> yeah. Didn't know. I never, never, never. I'd taken food. Never knew how to do nothing. Yeah. But so I've learned over the years how we do stuff on a computer and stuff like that. So self self taught basically. But it's uh, it's good. It's a good job. And the good the good thing about it, I like being on the floor and having yeah. a bit crack. Uh, the, the team, and the staff out there. Not and every every day I probably got about fifty people in the office, yeah. so it's um, it's good to have a little bit of chat, see what they've been up to in the weekend, and yeah. having a bit banter with them and stuff. So we quite a good rapport in our office. Yeah. Did you um did you ever feel like you were going to go back into football and coaching wise or anything like that, or do you feel that like was just sort of behind no, you now? No, after my time doing the the little bit, I, I just think. There's better people qualified to mm. do the coaching job. It was never for anything that I really wanted to do. I mean, there's some people when you get to that in the career. Tony Mowbray, for once, Tony Mowbray was always going to be a coach. Yeah. He always wanted to be that way. You know what I mean? He was always when he was still playing, he was checking out, getting a portfolio set up and stuff like that, looking at players and if he did go into management, how he would look at players, and how he'd get to them, and all that sort of thing. Um, well, that was nothing that really interested me. Um, I did always wonder what it was like to do just do a normal 95 job, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even when I was playing, I wonder what it's like to be yeah. doing a 95 job, because I've never known it. Um, but, as I say, I do it now, and it's not 95, I started at 6 and I finished it too, so it's, it's not a bad job, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, I, I, mean, I enjoy it. Um, but I was never, I, I was never going to be a manager, manager or a manager. I would be a manager, but I'd never be a coach. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. The coaches are the, the worst job, putting all the jobs now. Yeah. And the, the yeah. management skills motivating your team. I think I was good at. I'm good at that with my team and here at the Royal Mail, mm-hmm. uh, motivating them and getting them on side and stuff like that. That would probably be my main game as a manager. But I would need a good coach with me yeah. uh, if I was going to be a manager. There you go. And uh, we're going to go on to your, you know, your BBC Radio Suffolk um, run. Of course, you're you're still doing it now. But uh, how did that sort of come about? Firstly, um, firstly, I, I did it when I, when I was out for a year with my shoulders. Mm-hmm. I, I I did it with Terry, Back, Terry Baxter. Yeah, uh, I used to do all the home games and stuff like that with Terry, and we travel like some of the away games and stuff and do and do them with them. There's nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. I had nothing else to do at the time, and so. I was uh, I did them with Terry and I enjoyed it. Uh, and then then I came in and I, must, I, must, I think I must be on my fifth or sixth year now. Yeah. I'm doing something like that. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, so I started off with Brenna and we've only really got to do it for the season and see how it went and stuff like that. But we've built up quite a good rapport on the, in the radio and it seems to go down well. I think people like listening to us. We'll have a bit crack, a bit yeah. banter. Yeah. Um, I try and give them honest opinion and uh, if I think there's a uh, the team's been poor, the team's been poor. And I think that's all you can do. The game is all about opinions. You, it's not personal. It's just about your opinion on 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 what you see on the day. Yeah. What's your um what's your highlights so far from doing it? You know, there's been some big moments. I think there's one when Canago, the Coventry game, I think you covered that game if I can remember. Oh yeah, when you come, come on and scored, didn't it? Yeah, come on yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just amazing. some of these things are amazing. You know what I mean? I've seen them. I mean, I didn't do many home games. Not the away games that I did. And, I mean, there's some <laughs> there's some games. I mean, the Barnsley one sticks out when we were getting beat, and we ended up winning five. You know, I think uh, yeah, Keith Alexander scored. Was it Keith? Not Keith, Keith Andrews. Keith yeah. Andrews. Yeah. yeah, Keith Andrews scored three. I think. Yeah. Uh, from in the midfield and we were getting beat and we were never going away back and we ended up winning 5-2 or something or 5-3 or something mm-hmm. uh, there's been some good there's been some good games I must admit yeah. a lot of them have been quite big quite too <laughs> 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 I mean uh, but yeah it's, 
enjoy it. I enjoy getting watching the games and, and, and seeing it. I always want them to do well, and I find it hard when I get frustrated when I see them doing things. And like, I'm certainly looking forward all the time. It, it gets me frustrated. I think you should be looking forward rather than passing back and keeping the ball sometimes. Because <laughs> we, we just overplay at times. I think we, yeah. we get the ball forward as quick as we can. Do you do you see some players out there and go you're not you're not good enough to play at this level or anything like that? Do you just look at those and go, how are you playing right now, or do you just? I, there's some there's some players not so much Ipswich players. There's some players I look at and I say, how have you still? I mean, some of the teams and some of the teams that I've watched this season, I say, how are they still? How are they playing? How are they fight a game at professional level? Yeah. Uh, I, I do, and I, 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 and I look back and I go, like, geez, oh, <laughs> they wouldn't even get an hour second team. Yeah. Uh, uh, never mind the first one of them. An hour there, but that's different. Everybody, the game's moved on, and it's, a lot of it's about fitness and stuff. You don't, you don't see many flair players now. Yeah. You don't, you don't see people having, having a laugh on the picture. Do you know what I mean? It's all, uh, you know what I mean. You don't see any of that now. There's no characters. Not really, no. You don't, not our level, anyway. Yeah, it's all passing and moving. Now. Yeah. It's all you don't see people actually dribble up to somebody, taking them on and and going at them. You know, it's all everybody's trying to score that perfect goal. Yeah. Do you um? Did you do you have? Did you ever have much interaction with the players or managers? You know, in your sort of role as the summarizer and stuff. Do you sort of at all speak to anybody? Not really. Yeah. Not really. Um. ask you about your experience of covering the women's game I'm, I'm actually their club photographer um, so I was at in Manchester for the Man City game of course they lost 10-0 but what was your experience sort of watching that I heard you were sort of really up for it because you you know yeah it was actually I mean uh, the, 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 the women's game and that and, and stuff like that and you see them in Scotland as well there's a lot of, lot of good players there's a lot of players with, that can do things with a ball that I could never do yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know what I mean? Um, and they're technically very good. And, and, and those young lassies that were out there and, uh, against uh, Man City, done themselves proud. Yeah. Forget about the score. Forget about everything on that. They went out and had, had a right go. And they tried to play and they tried to go and do it the right way. And, yeah, it was always on the cards. You see some of the players they've got. They're just phenomenal, some of these Man City players they've got. But I was so proud of them. Uh, I know they could beat and it was 10-0, but... you sort of expect from the game when you when you sort of got told from Brenner saying you know we've got this sort of lined up what did you first thought I did I expected to be fair a good technical game and that's what I saw there was a lot of good technical when Man City passed the ball about really well some of their four movements were good but this time still gave the best they gave stuck in they, they got the ball down they created a few chances and, and, and they were unfortunate not to score yeah. Um Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
That's um, a nice setup there as well, isn't it? The Man City Academy. In terms of, um, we're going to go back to your plan career quickly before we, we just wrap this up because I don't want to take as much time as possible from you. Um, but you were, of course, a squad member for the Scotland's, I think, Youth Championships. Um, yeah, in went, Chile. went yeah. to Chile with um, the World Cup, yeah. um, which was an experience. Yeah. Um, that was a great experience under 20s World Cup. Yeah. I never actually got a B cap. I was supposed to be getting a B cap, but. I never, it never came out, and it, ended, it never happened, but, which is dis- disappointing. But it's one of these things that was never, it'd been nice to play for your country, but it never came out, never happened. In terms of like, I just want to bring, pretty bring uh, pre-season um, involved, you know, what was your pre-season like as a player, you know, with England? I think we had, no, with Ittrich, sorry, we, um, we went to Finland one year, I think. How was that? How was that? We went to Finland a few times. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was great. That was a good, yeah, pre-season was good in Finland. We loved it. We had a few good times out there. George was quite laid back. After game, let's have a few beers and stuff like that. Um, so, yeah, it was good. It was good Good trips to Finland. We used to go there. I think we went there two years in the trot. Um, but, yeah, it was good. We, it was good, good standard as well. Finland, the teams were played and stuff. Um, but, yeah, it was good camaraderie. Good team bonding time out there. Because, you know, back back in the 90s, you know, there was still sort of a drinking culture and stuff, you know, I'm sure you lads were still, you know, having a few points here and there and stuff like that. A few times, we didn't a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> me, 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 me was probably, I was probably one of the worst, I think. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, we had a night drinking, uh, we had a good, good drinking team in our, uh, our squad um, at the right times. Yeah. At the right times. Um, but we yeah, we had a few good nights out. Going um, back to the Finland trips, but um, yeah, <laughs> I said a bit on the Who was um? Who was a lightweight? We I remember one one day we went we went out in the we milks I think it was we milks Robert Moore went out. you know back then there was like no you know laptops or mobile phones so you know you if you were lost you're sort of buggered in a way because you sort of can't really contact anybody instead of you know back oh, then. I, mean, I think we, we, we must have flagged down a taxi or something yeah. I don't know how we managed to get there but we were in the middle of nowhere I don't know I don't know even how we got there <laughs> but it was just uh, uh, I don't know where we were but it was in something town we were in and then we ended up out Yeah. Um, uh, but 
I mean, because you, you, you've got out now, go, you shouldn't even go to the pub another time or anything like that nowadays without being all over the papers or all over local papers or anything. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I feel for them in that respect. No, I'm glad I played when I did. I'm glad I played. People say to me, oh, you just missed the big money and stuff. I said, no. Oh. It was never about money for me. Yeah. It really wasn't. Yeah, I liked the traffic, all the trappings that came with being a football and nice house, car and stuff like that. It was never about the money. It was about just I enjoyed playing football. I wanted to play football. And that's what I said. I pack in when I don't enjoy it. Yeah. And I did. Um, but it was all about... You just don't realise when you're young. Yeah. You just you just go out there play football and live the life to the full. Um, and I, I would never change it. I would never change. It. I wouldn't. I, would, I wouldn't like to be playing nowadays. Yeah. I wouldn't like to play nowadays. It definitely was. All the money, the agents, and you know, social media and stuff. That must be, you know, you must look at that and go, yeah, not, no, not for me. I'm happy when I played. You know, had a few points here and there, and well, you know, couple, couple points. But you know, in terms of, I mean, you you were able to stay away from all that. You were just able to play the game you wanted to play and go from there, really. Yeah, definitely, and that, and that's I'm glad I played for the play the other I played them because we had a we had a good laugh in there. But I don't think there's much of that goes on nowadays. I can remember one story. I was in there. When we played Chelsea in the cup, and I think I think we beat Chelsea. I mean, we beat them. I went up to the players' bar, and there was Mark Hughes and Steve Clark sitting in the players' bar. And he, I, I said, oh, "He says, what pint?" I said, yeah, "I go and get a pint." And she says, "She's, uh, I said, I'll get, I'll get them one." But she's just a rescue team. And she's, uh, and she's, oh, this is it. This is the only ones that'll come for a pint now. Me, me, crazy. She's, uh, she's, got a drink and all that now. And I was like, see, this is our Christmas night out. Me and Yuzi, as you speak, Clark and Mark Hughes. So it was just like, uh, it was funny. And, uh, and that's when you just realised that that's when Chelsea were buying everybody, weren't they? All the, the foreigners and that coming in. Uh, it was just a different mentality. Yeah. Different mentality. Yeah. Uh, I should play. I mean, that's the way, you paid a lot of money uh, to, to, to be like, yeah. do you know what I mean? To, to be at the peak of your game. I mean, I, I mean the number of times. I mean, I would have probably been a better player if I'd done the drunk as much as I think. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but then sometimes I look at it and sometimes the, the drink relaxes me. You know what I mean? To, so uh, at twenty-two, you know what I mean? You don't know what's right and what's wrong. That's all left in box. Yeah. You know what I mean? But as I say, I've never changed what the career career I've had. Yeah. Uh, changed my injuries and my shoulders. I've changed that. I would change my move to Dundee United. Yeah. Everything else about it. Yeah. Uh, I love my career and I love uh, everything about it. Yeah. I've spoken to a few players and they say, you know, you make friends for life as well. You know, you, you know, as you said, you still speak to, you know, with Milts and some other players. And, you know, that's one thing about football is sort of you, definitely for fans as well, you sort of become a family. And, you know, even if you do leave a, leave a club, you still try to get in, you know, stay in contact with players. And, you know, that must be a massive thing. You might not speak to somebody mm-hmm. for about three, four, five years. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you, 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 I'll meet somebody at a game or something like that, and then you just pick up as if you've never, never yeah. left off. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can remember meeting Alan McNally. Uh, he was doing Sky. He was doing Sky when uh, I was doing Nipsey's game. I think it was, uh, I'm trying to think where it was then. Was it one of them? Was it one of them? I can't remember, it was doing something for Sky. Yeah. Uh, I think it was rather than away. And I met him in, uh, coming up the stairs. And, uh, and we just, uh, we, Mark, Mark was, we met at Celtic before we went to Dortmund. He was, I was a young lad and he was breaking out the first team. And we used to play in the reserves and that together. Uh, although he was a few years older than me. And, uh, and we just picked up as if he'd left off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like back, at, back in Celtic 10 years ago, 20 years ago. <laughs> it was just, Remarkable, you know what I mean? Yeah. You just pick up. You, you, you never lose the people. You always just talk to them. But if you met them yesterday, it's amazing. Yeah. Well, well, Alex, thank you so much for chatting with me. It's been a pleasure to hear you know your your, your career. I'm, I'm I'm big fan of just listening to people's careers from the on, you know, from the beginning to the end. You know, I don't yeah. just want to talk about Utrecht's career, but other things. Anything else you want to add? Is anything we you think we missed or anything? No, I don't think so. No. Uh, it was good, yeah, I enjoyed that, thank you. From true crime to football, Brexit to football, more great podcasts.
podcast from Archon, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archon. Archon, head to audioboom.com slash